the relationship that we have to our pelvic floor, to our genitalia, to our butt <laughs> is one of rupture. They are either invisible or something that you shouldn't speak about. It's whispered. But then again, everybody loves orgasms, right? <laughs> Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my cosmic baddies. Welcome to another episode of Cosmic Rx Radio, where we get to hear from the juiciest people on the planet. And today we have one of your new, what I'm sure is to become spiritual besties. Welcome to the pod, Anka Stefania. Anka is super, I'm very excited for you to understand her vibe, but she is sensual. She is mysterious. She is powerful. And this is really exemplified through her work. She is a holistic coach for magnificent women. I love that. Supporting them to lose physical and emotional weight through movement and sensual and sexual practices. She helps them shift from invisible and dull to feeling radiant and magnetic. She is also sort of a genius. She has four master degrees, speaks five languages, lived in five countries, and she's very passionate about bringing women back to their aliveness. And I'm so excited to hear more about her story and her tools for you to share. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much, Maddie. That landed really beautifully, just hearing you speak to who I am. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. You're so, um, I'm so excited to hear more about your journey, but you just give off this really beautiful embodied feminine energy that is like you you have this whale behind you so you feel very like like the ocean sort of like mysterious but welcoming and also kind of wild so before we get into all of that um would you mind sharing a little bit about your cosmic bio aka like your big three with with the people yeah so i'm a gemini sun a taurus moon and aquarius rising so it's a beautiful combination i've got air and then there is the grounding earth <laughs> I love that. Oh, it's so good. And, um, you know, at the time of recording this, we're in Gemini season. You just had your birthday. So I'll say happy belated solar return. I don't you with your beautiful Gemini word witchery. Tell us a little bit about what you do in your own words. You know, I read my, your bio, but that's only like a blip on the radar, I'm sure, of, of the work you do. So yeah, tell us about your work. Yeah, thank you. So I love working with women. Um, it's part of my personal journey. I was brought up in mysterious <laughs> circumstances and I love supporting women on their... I have a little bit of trouble uh, saying it as weight loss. It's more sinking into the aliveness of their body, no matter how that looks for them. So I have a background in fitness and then we're bringing the sensual and the sexual part just because I feel that so many of us are disconnected from that energy. And I think that it takes so much energy from the body 
to suppress that energy. And when you let it just be and channel it in a useful, in a healthy way, then it starts supporting you with whichever goals you have. So it can be business-wise, it can be on your weight loss journey, it can be just building relationships that are coming more from a space of presence and authenticity. Yeah. That's why I had to have you describe it because that is so good, so juicy. Even just like, I think about just hearing the transmission of people, women like yourself, describing that and giving us that permission to come back into that connection to our sensual, sexual, erotic life force energy. Just hearing it, it always just does something for me. I'm like, oh, yes, yes. And so this work, it usually isn't something that we're exactly like, oh, you know, understanding like from a young age, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a nurse. I want to be like a, a coach who helps women really, you know, drop into their physical, sensual, energetic, spiritual embodiment. So tell us how, you know, your journey, how did you get here? How did you find to come that this was your calling? Ah, yeah. So it's probably related to my Gemini nature because <laughs> I've had previous lifetimes. So I have a of background course. in marketing. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> I did so much more like tangible uh, things. And then it's probably very much related to the way that I came into this world. And of course, I, I hold mm. spiritual beliefs. I, I believe that I have, I have come in this lifetime to heal many lifetimes of sexual persecution and repressed healing and witchy capacities. I also believe that all my maternal line has, just like every woman actually has, this beautiful capacity of sinking into her creatrix aspect, into her witchness. Mm-hmm. I think that all the families, all the women in my maternal family line have had that. It's just that it was expressed differently, right? So like my mom is a nurse and I can see how she's bringing that healing energy by being in service of people. The background story is that I was born in Christian Romania. My mom and dad were not married. She mm-hmm. felt pregnant. It was a huge deal. There was so much shame and so much guilt. And I did work around the way that I was conceived, the way that I came into the world, how it felt to be into my mother's womb. And I felt into that shame, that deep, mm-hmm. um, anchored in her, in her cells shame. And I felt that it was the shame that I'm also carrying ancestrally and also through my own personal experiences. And I realized that, I mean, like, it's not me. (laughs) It's not only me who realized that, right? Guilt and shame hold so much energy that they don't allow you to experience the joy of life. So I want it for myself to work around decorticating that guilt and shame around sexuality and to also bring this creative force, this creative energy to channel it in a way that is actually for the good or for the useful and to stop repressing it. I think it was creating in my own life and I can see it also in in my clients' lives. It creates so much shadow energy because what is not brought to the light and what is not used in a constructive way, it starts showing up in less useful uh, ways. 
because it still wants to be seen. It still wants to be acknowledged, right? Yes. It's like the little girl's seductive energy. And then you enter these relationships and you don't know exactly how you get into kind of seducing your bosses and your teachers and then getting all weird around them. And that's probably coming from the fact that an aspect of you didn't come into fruition in a contained, in a channeled way, like in a proper, properly channeled way. Mm-hmm. So it just comes out as, yeah, shadowy, murky energy. Yes, I, I love that uh, explanation of it, your, your downloaded experience of, of what is so universal to us, but really, I think, illustrated in a beautiful way. And I love what you said about like this journey began into like how I came into this world because if you know if anyone listening hasn't thought really about like their conception story and also what was going on in their mother's womb when they were um, being gestated, being born, being you know, growing, I highly recommend doing that because it can help us understand so much about the parts of us that are really harder to to verbalize or, or figure out, like in talk therapy because it all happened before we even had quote unquote like consciousness, but that we were really absorbing that. And and when you were just describing that, I really felt like viscerally everything you described, the shame, the fear, the worry, and how like as a little like baby, you're just like breathing all that in. And so the journey of, of healing that and figuring it out and then also bringing it so much like why we go through these things, then you're realizing, oh, there's a lot of this healing to happen in my lineage, but also with women around me that that's really powerful and can you speak a little bit to um you had shared with me what your name means and i think this is really beautiful in in conjunction with that yeah so my birthday already is 666 so like um, 1986 but if you reduce it to a phone number it's also six so it's really beautiful how I was 27 when I had a session with somebody who felt this unwanted energy and I would contract around people who made me feel unwanted. So it kind of started this whole journey of decorticated who am I? So this number six is related to Venus, to Isis. My name, Anka, in Turkish means phoenix bird. And in Egyptian, Ankh is the key of life. So the symbol of Isis also. It all kind of makes this full circle. So the phoenix bird and then the key of life, which is uh, which is Isis, yeah. So powerful. Yeah, when you emailed me, or I got the email from you, that was the first thing that stood out to me. I was like, oh, I've never seen that name before. And I immediately thought of, the onk, like I was like, oh, that's it. That's such a beautiful name. And so then, of course, hearing your story, and then there's a variety that you had, like the six 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 birthday, and, and all these connections. Is you know, this something in terms of like a guide or a teacher? Is this something you work with, like the, the Phoenix energy or Isis, like in your your coaching and your personal practice? I'm always just like intrigued about who people's. Sort of, and we all have a lot of guides, but who are like inner circle of, of our council is. Yeah, so I think that it's not a conscious connection with one entity. I connect a lot with the Great Mother. I love working on archetypes, and one of the journeys that I love accompanying women on, and it has been also my journey and it continues, is the journey from maiden to motherhood. 
So rites of passage and acknowledging that the wounded self, the wounded child aspect is constantly trying to find healing or resolution resolve to the things that she has been through by interacting with other people. And it's a never-ending story, this one, until I decided for myself to take ownership and to reparent her and to take her into my arms. So this, this energy of the great mother, the one that holds, the one that contains, the one that allows, the one that celebrates. Mm. I love that energy, yeah. That's so oh, so beautiful. So I, I love the great mother archetype, and I feel that so much um, with you. So would you like mind telling everyone listening, like maybe if there's a signs or or symptoms or something showing up patterns in your life that maybe like you are ready to kind of shift from from maiden to mother and what this might look like in kind of like real life terms. So if someone's listening to this, they can maybe like connect those dots. Sure. I think it, there can be so many things. For me, it started when, actually it started in a very dramatic way. I had a rock <laughs> where I would cry every single day, feeling that my mother, my biological, physical mother is going to die. And for one month, I was crying every day and feeling that she's dying. And that was because the aspect that she, that I inherited from her, her own wounded maiden, was dying inside me or was finding resolve through the healing work that I had done. It can also be the moment where you decide to be a mother for a physical child or to bring to life a project or a, a desire, a deep mm. desire that has been finding space and form inside your womb and inside your heart. And you are finally ready to bring it, to bring it into creation to incarnated to give it form it can be the fact that you find yourself in that uh, dark night of the soul where you realize that the way that you are interacting with the people around you is coming more from um, a wounded not equal not allowing yourself to fully show up as who you are in your authenticity, it can also be very much related to your sexual energy, where mm. as a woman you f you finally feel that it's time to give yourself allowance to explore the pleasure that you are able to tap into inside your body, and you just yeah you are you are done with pretending and <laughs> and faking <laughs> <it all laughs> your name. <laughs> no more faking it. I'm yeah. Like, you know Enough is enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that is such a good invitation. And um, I'm excited to talk about, you know, a little bit later, some of your sensual sexual practices for some good cosmic RXs, because I'm always down for that. But really like, yeah, what I'm, I'm hearing in this is, is I'm sure so relatable for so many people. And I know my own part of that journey. Um, even when we talked about the shadow before, I was like, has she seen my journals, my diary of, of that energy, not having the proper channel. I remember having the moment that like, why do I keep attracting the weirdest, most dramatic situations, especially around my sexuality? Like I'm kind of, you know, and I've realized that for years of reflecting and doing my own work, I was like, oh, I was using it sort of in a shadowy way to kind of get what I wanted. But like, I'm like well, this is my way of accessing power. 
you know, that erotic capital. I was like, fine, people are going to objectify me. I might as well like get something out of it. And I would be very manipulative. <laughs> but at the time it was like, Ooh, this is kind of like fun. And then all of a sudden, like anything, you know, not using your power, the great responsibility, it, it backfired on me. I got involved in some messy situations for sure that I was like, Ooh, I didn't prepare for this. Um, and I remember then kind of going on the journey. And I found a woman um, here in New York City in the East Village, and she was doing a workshop, um, Urban Tantra, Barbara like Corellis. And it was like one of her disciples, like, you know, someone who, who taught, who studied under her. It was just this little tiny, like, office, like no windows, little studio room on like the fourth floor of this old building. And I was like, what am I doing? I had all my own like internalized um, purity culture, grew up in a really like uber Christian home. I had all of these like, why are you here? This is so bad. Like, what are you doing? And like, the, it's just like you speaking, like her first introduction and things that she said, I was like, oh, it just all started to click, right? How holy, how sacred our sexuality, our sensuality, our bodies are, and like how much parts of society, the unhealed parts of society really benefit from us not being in connection with that. And so I guess, you know, I'm very excited to hear about some of the practices you want to share, but I love that you put something about like, before we get into the the juicy RXs, you had said something to me on, you know, on the forum before we started about like <sighs> Tantra to love and integrate the aspects that are less desirable. And this really stood out to me because I think when I started this journey of, you know, empowered sensuality, sexuality, you know, learning more about Tantra, it was like, I kept kind of getting in my own way because of the parts of me that I thought were shameful or, or not worthy of love. And it would be like, my body would be like, yes, yes, this feels amazing. And then my mind would like, like, you know, throw in the hose, throw in the bucket of water on the fire, like, stop, like, what are you doing? So can you walk us through a little bit about A, what you mean by this and be like, what might this look like in practice, this, this Tantra to, to really love and integrate aspects that are quote unquote, like less desirable about yourself? Yeah. I would love to take a minute, a moment to celebrate you and to thank you for being so vulnerable to share this aspect of your journey. We have all been there. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful that you had the messy moments and the moments where you are coming from, you're using your erotic energy to get what you want. And I celebrate that and I applaud that. And I think that a lot of us do it unconsciously. And I just want to help women to bring it, to use it in a conscious way. Okay. Love that. Because it is so powerful, right? Like once you can actually harness it. And I realized that I was like, oh, it's like any powerful tool like you, you gotta have the instructions the awareness the right teacher yeah and it's also i think see when i was listening to what what you were what you're saying and indeed sexuality is sacred i had somebody on my podcast and we were talking about shibari which is the art of bondage and i'm i'm spiritually inclined i'm a spiritual junkie person <laughs> so I love talking about spirituality <laughs> and healing and all these like desirable aspects. So I led the discussion about Shibari, about bondage in that direction. And he said, yes, I do a lot of work around that and I support people and I contain them in this safe space where they can let go and they can allow these aspects to come to life and to play and to be held in a way that they haven't been held before. 
And I would like to also speak to my clients who are coming to Shibari for the kink of it. Yes. And that's yes. okay. <laughs> and that's okay. So it's the same yes. with using your, your sexual energy. It's just a matter of you empowering yourself and creating the allowance for yourself to use it however you want to use it. Oh, I love that. What a juicy invitation, permission, allowance. You know, again, always just kind of thought that like, yes, yes, yes. But it's so fun to hear someone slow down and be like, yes, to all of that. But also just like the kink, the arrows, like the feeling of just like, this feels yummy and naughty and like delicious. So, okay, beautiful. First of all, I love that distinction before you even started because that's really fun to me. I've never really heard someone just like pull it apart like that. <laughs> it was perfect. Okay, yes. So, so, so to the tantra for um, to love and integrate. Yeah. So I studied with Leila Martin and tantra. I I like the idea of tantra because I feel that I cannot grasp it. Right. It's unity. At the end, it's about creating unity. Mm-hmm. When you start doing work around your sexuality. And there's a woman allowing yourself to also show yourself in your central nature because patriarchal society, uh, Christian background, I had to be, I, I had to choose yeah. either Virgin Mary or Mary Magdalene. And of course, I couldn't really be Mary Magdalene because <laughs> it was not very Christian of me. Right? <laughs> right. It's not really a choice. It's like, right. This one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so I understood that first decorticating the whole Mary Magdalene energy that it's not good to be chaste and it's bad to be sexually open, which so many people think it's promiscuity, but it can just be the allowance of tapping into your full sexuality and inviting another to see all Mm. that and to not hold back in such a beautiful vulnerability and such a depth of connection when you invite somebody else into the sacredness, the weirdness, the mm. untouched aspects of your mind, of your body, of your sexuality, of your parts. So Tantra for me and for people who practice Tantra is just bringing back, calling back to integration, to wholeness, the aspects that we cast away, that we shamed, that we judged, that we didn't believe were worthy of being seen right so everybody has a preference of course now i'm here and i'm grounded and i speak from my sensual voice but then you see me rage row like i suffer from rage road and i swear and, and i do all sorts of like <laughs> gestures you know <laughs> of course that's not very desirable and of course i felt guilty and i'm like oh god all this meditation and <laughs> somebody triggers me in traffic you know <laughs> It's traffic is the ultimate trigger. Like, yeah, tell me you're enlightened and then go sit in like some bad traffic or have someone cut you off, right? <laughs> yeah. And about traffic, I, I, I started doing this practice of connecting with my pussy while I'm driving because I was so stressed. I drive a lot and I was so stressed and I was thinking I'm practicing things. And then when I'm moving away from my sacred space, my home, where I, I do all these practices and I feel that I kind of bless the space with that beautiful energy. I'm going out in the real world. Then I become this Grinch. <laughs> and I don't want to be that Grinch, yeah? 
So then I started connecting with my pussy and just speaking to her and touching and holding her and connecting to so or creating in my in my mind and in my body a somatic experience for how I actually choose to feel when I'm driving, for what would feel good, you know? It's really beautiful to allow that orgasmic energy because I would be driving, I would be listening to my music, I would connect with my yoni, my, my, my. <laughs> and I felt that I am living and emanating somehow a different energy in this space that is, well, if you've been in traffic, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a very pleasant experience, right? So yeah, Tantra uh, for me became the journey of accepting first the aspect and accepting and before accepting having a conversation with the aspects that I deemed unlovable and sabotaging and yeah like they they didn't they didn't work with me they I felt that they were working against me and then I realized that actually they are great supporters it's just that they have a way that is more of the primal, more of the wounded, but they have still an intention of protection, of love, of wholeness. Mm, I love that. I love just like such a good, again, real practical invitation, but that's so like deep and, and profound of like, yeah, connecting to your pussy and like, talking to her and feeling her and like even just again like when you said that um i know of Layla martin i have had like a dear friend of mine also go through her training and i've watched some of her videos and i think about back in the day i took some like workshops with mama gina and i remember just like, obviously all the stuff you hear the first time you're like what or even just like saying pussy i'm like yeah, dear pussy. And you're like whispering because everything about it is so like layered um but then i remember hearing Mama Jean at the time just be like, I want you to like, like for a day, like just be so juicy and like just talk to your pussy all day, like in the line at Rite Aid, in traffic, like working through your mundane work emails and like see what she needs and talk to her and like, and also like, you know, flirt with strangers and like, um, you know, be, be in that space. And I remember just being like, what? Yeah, right. Like, that doesn't and I was like blushing. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, look at my friend I came with. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, but then, you know, like anything in life, going through certain moments, being like, sure, I'll try anything. And it is even just like hearing, again, you say it, just the beginning to like, for me, it was like just beginning to have this awareness and this connection to this part of me that we associate with our periods, childbirth, and sex. And at that point, it was like a little much sex for other people's like pleasure, enjoyment, and performance. And so like just beginning this conversation, it's such an expansive invitation. It really is. And, and I love that your Gemini self is like, this is how we heal. Like come into conversation with ourselves, with a part of ourselves that's very powerful, but usually just like compartmentalized, right? So while you were speaking, I was like, I have a very strong practice of that myself. But I was like, I actually should bring that into traffic more. Because I don't know if I'm always doing that in traffic, TBH. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very interesting for me because when I opened this channel, and thank you for speaking to that, the, the relationship that we have to our pelvic floor, to our genitalia, to our butt, <laughs> is one of rupture. They are either invisible or something that you shouldn't speak about. It's whispered. 
But then again, everybody loves orgasms, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah. none of us are talking about, but it's all we want to think about. Yeah. Yes, right. And of course, this for me, this comes from the religious conditioning. And religion did a great job encapsulating patriarchy, actually patriarchy encapsulating religion of putting sexuality down because sexuality, when you, of course, I hold my own beliefs and my views of the world. And one of the views that I hold and I'm quite outspoken about is that a casual sex is not going to support you. It's not going to support you cultivate the kind of energy that deeply nourishes your body, that nourishes your soul. Maybe you have different types of arrangements. Maybe you are polyamorous and that works for you. And it's coming from a space where everything has been discussed. People are consensual. It's communicated in a clear, transparent way and everybody agrees to it. For me, these kind of arrangements don't work because I love channeling my sexual energy. And when I, even when I interact with different people, I feel that I am somehow dissipating that sexual energy. But again, that's only my view. And there is space for everybody to have their own relationship to, to their own body and to their own genitalia. I do think that it's the start of everybody's journey to decorticate and to demystify the relationship that they have with their genitalia and to look into how patriarchy taught us that menstruation is shameful and it's something dirty and our our yonis should smell like roses and uh, they should look in a certain way and there is all, all there are all these uh, things that are that all these labels and all these images and all these stereotypes that are stuck on on us as as women I think and it takes a lot of patience to peel off all these labels and to look at them and to really see how misleading and how corrupted they were in the first place. Because, of course, you do not want to have women who are sexually empowered. You do not want that energy in a world of people that are coward, in a world where industries feed off of our insecurities. You don't want a woman who's like, my my pussy should not smell like roses. It should smell like a pussy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, and like also demystifying the the way that porn taught us to relate to our own sexuality and to each other. Uh, and yeah. the, yes, the impact that the porn industry has, yeah, on the way that we view our bodies and the performative nature that takes takes so much from that beautiful, primal, raw, messy way of embracing sexuality and of interacting with, uh, with other human beings from that space. You know, like, this is who I am. A messy hair, <laughs> saliva everywhere, all the fluids. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, right? No, it's so... Just think about all of the systems of oppression all of the structures all of the industries that would just like collapse if everyone instantly started to really embody and experience this especially connection and deep reverence and appreciation for their own 
genitalia, like you said, their own bodies, their own sexuality, because um, everything you're saying, you know, sometimes when people talk, I'm, I'm thinking of like, you know, different perspectives. And usually I'd be listening to you and thinking about the people that I know or the versions of myself who felt so disconnected from this, but even who are looking to heal. But while you're talking, you know, we're in, in a certain time of the U.S.'s history where there's just a ton of hatred and, and vitriol surrounding like the LGBTQ community, transphobia, and also just like a lot of shame, you know, reproductive rights, like uh, there's so much happening. We're in the South Node in Scorpio. So we're dealing with a lot of karmic clearing around, you know, Scorpio rules, sexuality, the genitalia. So it's like, okay, very literal, but I'm hearing all of this and I'm like, this is just what we all like, if we all could come into this beautiful relationship with ourselves and this healing. And it's like, we don't then feel need to like project shame or fear or mistrust or distrust on other people and how they want to experience their bodies or their pleasure or their kink. Like, and that's one thing that I was like, I don't like, why do any of us care what we do behind closed doors, behind closed doors? But you see how this like long line, you've inherited this like system um, that's so much based in, and fear and secrecy and, and taboo. And, you know, I don't know who started it. I don't know who, but it was brilliant on that behalf of like the church, the patriarchy, because it's like the best thing to keep us separate from our power. Because now when I watch women like you, I watch people in really command of this. I'm like, yep, this is why they didn't want this going on because you have such, you're so self-sourced. You have such like self-mastery and you have such ease. Like, no, you're not going to be buying any product that makes your pussy smell like roses. You're not going to be shamed or blamed into, like, not showing up as you or, or to fold inward on yourself um, or to betray yourself. And so, you know, while you're talking, it's just, I think about a lot of this medicine in the lens of people I know who are really actively seeking it. But then I'm like, oh, man, how do we just get this in the hands of everybody, right? Because I feel like every one of us has a weird story, especially around our sensuality, sexuality, or our bodies, right? I'm sure you probably come across more of it than I do in your line of work, but... Yeah, and thank you for speaking to that. I I will... <laughs> I will think into deep vulnerability and honesty. It's so difficult for me as a white, privileged, cisgender woman to be able to hold perspectives that I haven't experienced. And sometimes I feel like such a fraud for trying to speak for what it must be like for a woman of a different racial, religious background who maybe has been through genital mutilation or people who have been yeah, through body dysmorphia. It's, it's very difficult for me to speak from that space. And part of me thinks, I should, you could, the perfectionist, you know, the out of legislating price, like you could do so, so much, so much more around educating yourself. Mm-hmm. And then again, I will never be able to fully experience what it feels like to be transgender nowadays, right? And I feel that you're not represented. And maybe the perspective that I also I also hold about sexuality comes tangential with white feminism, right? Because I maybe haven't done enough work to decorticate and to speak about other groups' experience and to apart from the stories, apart from interacting and listening, I, I cannot speak 
um, from a place of honor. I feel that I cannot speak from a place of honoring their their experience. Yes, and I think that's just always good. I, mean, I appreciate the vulnerability. I think that's just part of, of doing this work too, as we, you know, as, as white women, it's like we think it's important to share our medicine, but then also know that there's so much that we'll never completely understand. But just, I think, I really liked hearing you say that, just that that awareness is there. Because I appreciate that. Like, there's a part of me where I do look at things online and people are saying things and I'm like, yeah, but like, that's easy for me to say or for you to say, but there's all these other experiences. But then again, I don't think that should stop us from sharing the medicine because you might have a a client or a student who, who has had this experience, who learns the tool from you and then gets to filter it through their story. I know it's a big, important thing for you as it is for me of like honoring your story, knowing your story, finding your medicine and then sharing your medicine. And I think you obviously, with your Gemini energy, you have this beautiful podcast. So like myself, I think that's one of the best things of having a podcast is I get to be like, I don't have that lived experience, but let's share a mic and let's like, you, you talk about it and I'll listen and we can amplify, right? Your story. But I appreciate that vulnerability so much because I think sometimes people step into this coaching or teaching role and they kind of think they have to know everything and they kind of think they can't admit to things like that because it opens them up to whatever, something. And I actually think it's quite the opposite. It, I already respected you and deeply admired you, but hearing that, I was like, okay, yeah, like she's real. This is a real one. I like it. So obviously I want to talk to you all day, but I do want to like make sure we get to some fun practices and, and things. Obviously the talking to your yoni, talking to your pussy is so powerful, but are there any other, you know, for people listening at home who want to get into this work and obviously they would hopefully be able to work with someone like you or or someone else who's trained in this one day, but in terms of the getting started at home, how do we start bringing in practices that invite in more pleasure, more embodiment? I'm sure you have like a huge toolkit, a big like Mary Poppins bag full of things. But is there anything coming to mind that you would like to share as like an invitation for people at home to kind of take away from this episode? Yeah, so I would invite people to respect their own boundaries and to start creating this dialogue. For some people, doing sex magic, which is either in partnership or with themselves, activating their pleasure points and then going through the chakras and then manifesting through the crown chakra, that might be too much, yeah, using like a tool, like a dildo and doing that. So if somebody doesn't feel comfortable with going full into sexual practices, then they can start with sensual practices. You've got your breath, you've got your touch, you've got your smell, you can hear, you can see. Of course, again, everybody has access to at least one sense, I imagine. So if you can just take the moment to connect. Something that I love is to just brush my thumb over my lip and the, over both my lips, but my, my lower lip and really feel into what my body is creating in that moment. Maybe I start feeling a little bit of tension because it feels unfamiliar. And just like in general, we don't allow ourselves to sink into pleasure there is a little bit of a tangle of it feels good what should I and just connecting with how it feels to explore this and to be present with your own body and then another layer would be connecting with your breath 
Then another layer would be seeing if, you, if there is any sound that is coming out just by touching your own lips. Maybe there is a deep sigh. And little by little expanding. Maybe you want to caress your neck. Just feel how it is for you to allow your fingers to very softly slide on your chest and on your arm. Just creating this intimacy. I think that it's so easy to allow other people and to enjoy when we are being touched by other people, but we don't have a practice of touching ourselves and that yeah, intimacy through the senses. And then, of course, you can go deeper. Um, it depends. If, if people have been and everybody has trauma on different levels, if you've been through sexual trauma, this may be already enough. So what I was mentioning, the boundaries and listening to what is coming up inside the body. So the contraction and feeling into that contraction and asking yourself, what is this about? Does this not feel safe for me? Or is it the fact that I am experiencing pleasure and for such a long time I was conditioned to not fully allow myself to feel that pleasure? I love central practices on a daily basis. It just creates more spaciousness for the nervous system to take mm. in more pleasure. So orgasmic breath, for example, yes, doing breath work, and connecting with your breath and breathing in deeply and breathing out. And at the beginning, maybe it's going to feel like, oh, what is this? Like, I don't feel anything. And accepting also that part that says, oh, I should be feeling so much more. <laughs> I should be feeling the tingles and the magic and the sparkles. And continuing with the, with the breath work and connecting with maybe giving this breath. So this would be another practice of giving the breath a texture and allowing the breath to caress inside your body and to expand to the organs and then coming back out and exhaling and something that is really really important when you are doing these practices is to see how your um i'm speaking from the perspective of a woman how your vaginal muscles are reacting to this and how the muscles around your pelvic floor and the anus are reacting we hold so much in our vagina and in our in our anal like around the anal uh, muscles and it was so powerful for me when I allowed myself to breathe through the pelvic floor so breathing in through the nostrils and then breathing out and relaxing relaxing mm. the bum muscles relaxing the vaginal muscles just creating this space for all my body to relax, not only relaxing my shoulders and my neck and my head where I know that I, I already carry a lot of stress. And something else that I, I enjoy is when I eat to be really present and as if I'm somehow making love to the food, right? So feeling the texture of the food, uh, allowing yourself to 
to sink deeply through the senses in that experience. Mm-hmm. Of course, people love, you know, like the, um, yeah, like kinky, like the, the aspects that are more raw and more, uh, that are creating a reaction, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can, you can go from zero to hero if that feels okay and if that feels safe for your nervous system. I feel that we need to re-establish a connection with our own pleasure through small natural practices, something that you don't need to order mm. a yoni egg and to do a yoni egg practice. Yeah. You can just start with your breath and your touch and smelling and maybe visually also making love to the things, the mm. colors, the textures that you are that you are perceiving. And then yeah, Yoni, I do recommend <laughs> Yoni egg practices. I think that's gonna be very helpful. Um also to we we hold so much numbness in our in our vagina as a as a mm. woman and while you are doing this practice, there are so many benefits, right? But just the fact that you are starting to feel your vaginal muscles coming back to life. And maybe you are going to feel the pain. Maybe you are going to feel the discomfort. Yeah? It's absolutely normal. It's all part of the process. Of course, if you have any medical condition, you should see a specialist before starting any a practice that could be intrusive for your for your body. Oh, such great practices. I love the tiered. I love like the different invitations. Everyone do that lip thing. I did it. I've never, I love, the other ones I've definitely like played with and I was like, ooh, what a cool invitation. My lips are like buzzing still. And it is like that bottom lip. That is something you really feel the, the on of, of the connection of, of the sensations of your body. And I love everything that you shared because I always think about it. Like pleasure is, it's like this practice, like let's kind of create more space for it within us. Let's build that muscle. Let's open our ability to receive and hold and sit in that. So that way, even when we're not having our juicy meals or playing with our yoni eggs or having like toe curling transcendent sex we can just be in that more pleasurable state like this is my natural state i can just i can be here as i move through life um and i appreciate all those invitations and i appreciate the different levels and also just like the the disclaimers and the the awareness around all of it um and i so feel like your juicy juicy taurus moon when you speak especially the food thing like i'm gonna gonna make love to your food i'm like yes 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 Um, and so I guess if someone's listening to this and they're like I I want more of this I want to go deeper can you let us know how people can you know find you and work with you I know you have a myriad of really gorgeous offerings yeah so the best way would be to reach to me over Instagram it's my full name (laughs) very Eastern European which is Anka Stefania Yorgulescu (laughs) It's going to be in the footnotes, I imagine. I can also see Yeah, we'll, we'll put that on the show notes, everyone. Yeah. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> literally, like, music to the ears, but everyone's trying to, like, write it down. I'm like, yeah. it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I work mostly with individuals one-on-one, and that's why also the practices are catered mostly to um, individuals. But everything can be used in relationship, in, in connection, in partnership. Mm. So um, on famnifique.com, so it's fam, like, 
woman in <laughs> French and the last part of Magnifique in French. Um, this is the website and you'll have all the links there to the podcasts, to yeah, the website and the actual offerings. I just created with my team a workbook which uh, you can download on the website. And the workbook has fitness aspects, how to work out and honor your menstrual cycle, some sensual practices, some styling tips. Um, so yeah, I try to be a, like one-on-one how to, how to be you. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love, always love a fun workbook. Um, well, that's amazing. Definitely, everyone, go reach out, go check out her website, go follow her on Instagram, let her know if there's anything today that just, you know, was super juicy to you or just hit home. It's always a beautiful gift, right, to our guests to let them know that, that their their work is working and there's resonance there. So, Anka, before we wrap up, and um, is there anything that you would like to say in conclusion or anything we didn't get to or anything you just want to leave the cosmic baddies with? Yes, I would like to invite you to love yourself the way that you desire to be loved because you teach other people how to honor you, to respect you, to make love to you, to conquer you, to interact with you through the way that you care about yourself and allow yourself to invite more and more pleasure in your life. Amen. Aho. And so it is such a beautiful invitation. So thank you, Anka, for this amazing episode. Um, This is so yummy. So many great pearls of wisdom in here. And yeah, just bowing to you deeply. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maddie, for having me on. And thank you, everybody, for being here. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other Cosmic Baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.